Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Some of my favorite interviews on this podcast and show are the ones where we get to hear the story about how a mission-driven messenger personal brand started in the very beginning. And if you haven't yet, make sure you go back and listen to the interview that I just did with Annie F. Downs, because that's the story that she tells about how she got started, how she made her first dollars. And it's just so, so inspiring and actually inspired me. And so I'm going to share with you some of my thoughts and highlights from that interview. And then also just kind of like some of the things I want to add to it and share with you. The very first thing that I want to do is something very tactical. I want to share with you some of the data about podcast advertising dollars, because that came up in our conversation. She hosts a podcast and she also runs a podcast network. And so we were talking about monetizing a podcast. And so I asked her in the interview, you know, how much do you charge for the ads and how much can you really make as a podcaster? And when do you start making money, et cetera? And, you know, she openly admitted, she's like, I don't really like know all of those specifics, you know, off the top of my head, but, you know, she threw out some numbers and then we actually at Brand Builders Group, we have a course called Podcast Power. And, you know, it's where we teach people, we have 14 courses in our full curriculum, right? So our members who are paying members of our membership community, they get access to 14 courses. And one of them is Podcast Power. And we have a whole section in there on advertising dollars. And so I didn't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I went ahead and went into the course grab that specific section. And I wanted to share a couple of those with you just since it came up in the interview. And it admittedly, you know, making money from podcast ads is a little bit of like a gray box because it's not like it's, I guess it's a free market system, right? Like so many things, there's not a hard and fast rule of how it has to be. It's driven by supply and demand and it's driven by like what your show is about and how much advertisers want you and they want access to your audience and how convicted they are that your audience is the right fit for them, et cetera, et cetera. So 
that's part of what it comes down to. But I did want to just share with you, these are the numbers that we share with our paying clients, right? So, and if you are one of our members, you can go into Podcast Power in our workbook. It's on page 42 of that workbook's 137 pages, which, you know, obviously we've got lots and lots of content we're teaching y'all. But so the number that we were using in that conversation with Annie was, if you have a podcast that gets about 10,000 downloads per episode, and I loved what she said, and I would edify what she said that basically the first week will be a number. So let's say like 5,000, whatever the number of downloads you get that first week will probably double over the next nine weeks. So if you get 5,000 on the first week, then you probably will get another 5,000 over the next nine weeks. And we see that to be, you know, about right too, just like, you know, using rough numbers. So we'll use 10,000 downloads per episode right? So if you're doing an episode every week, that means you're getting around like 40,000 downloads a month. So, you know, that might take a couple of years to get to, give or take some, depending on what your topic is and your, you know, who you are, et cetera, and your network. But for a 15 second ad, and this is what we did is we sort of pulled together data from our clients and we work with, you know, some of the biggest podcasters in the world, our clients of ours. And, you know, we got hundreds of members. So we see this, but it's, you know, this is, again, this isn't like, scientific per se, this is our poll of our community to try to put some real numbers to something that's kind of an obscure conversation. That for a 15 second ad, that if you did four episodes a month, so we'll just stay there. We'll just say, if you had 10,000 downloads an episode, and then you were doing four episodes a month, an advertiser might pay you around $720 a month, which would be, you know, like for four episodes, like $180 per episode. And if you were doing four episodes a month and they wanted all four, if they wanted a spot on all four, then you might make $720 per 15 second ad per advertiser, right? So if a 60, that's for a 60, a 15 second ad read. If you were looking for like a 60 second ad read, those come out to approximately like $25 each, like, you know, for like a, a CPM, right? And so if you go, all right, if we're going to have 10,000 downloads per episode, then an advertiser might pay 250 an episode or $1,000 a month to be on all four of your episodes. So, you know, Annie off the top of her head, she said, yeah, if you have a podcast that's getting 10,000 downloads an episode and you have an episode coming out every single week, then, you know, I said, what would that podcast make in a year? And she was reluctant to answer, but she threw out a number that was, I think she said like maybe $40,000 a year is what that podcast would make. And you know, when I went and looked up our data and what we actually formally teach. So we're seeing around $1,000 a month for one 60 second ad read. So that would be $12,000 a year, but that's only for one 60 second ad read. So if you had three 60 second ad reads in each episode, that would be $3,000 a month or $36,000 a year. So I actually think she was pretty close. I actually think that's about right. And for those of you that are podcasters or aspiring podcasters, anyone who's an experienced podcaster knows that if you start the year with 10,000 downloads an episode, it's going to grow. And it, it's always, it's one of the beauties of the podcasting medium is it's constantly growing and it's just a snowball that builds and builds and builds. And it's a really, really beautiful and wonderful medium in that way. So yeah, so that is you know, a good rule of thumb. If you get up to 100,000 downloads an episode, you know, you multiply that by 10, now you're talking about making, you know, $10,000 a month per advertiser, which would be like 
400, if you had four of those on each episode, that'd be like $400,000 a month or 5 million bucks a year. Like that would be pretty massive. So it may not scale quite up to that, but that's, you know, you can make real money over it long-term, but in the short term, if you're podcasting, you're not going to make much money from advertisers because you're not in front of that many people, right? They're paying CPM, which is cost per thousand impressions. So you don't, if you don't have thousands of downloads, then you're not getting many impressions and they're not going to be paying you much for those, right? So that is a little bit of data there. And if you're an early podcaster, and even if you're an experienced podcaster, right? Like our podcast gets you know well north of that number, but we don't have ads on our show other than our own ads. And so we offer just people our various free training and we give them a chance to you know, learn from us or engage with us or request a free call at some point, that's what we really want you to do, right? We want you to go to freebrandcall.com slash podcast and request a call to say, hey, we'd love to talk to you about what is your dream? What is your vision to build your personal brand and monetize it? And then talk to you about how we do that and how we help people all the way from the biggest personal brands in the world down to people who are just starting out and we've got stuff for every different budget. So anyways, if that's you, let this be our ad read here in this and go to freebrandcall.com slash podcast and request a call with us. So I hope that is helpful for you. That was something I wanted to make sure and look up and give to you. The next thing that I was inspired by, you know, re-listening to that interview, re-going over my notes with Annie was just, you know, she said something and it was kind of like quick, but she said, get help before you can afford help. Get help before you can afford help. And this really reminded me of a concept that is in my second book, which is Procrastinate on Purpose, Five Permissions to Multiply Your Time. And in that book, which is also based on my viral TED Talk, is based on my TED Talk's called How to Multiply Time. We talk a lot about the concept of getting help in your life, like extra hands to help you with things and hiring people to do it. And what people always say is they say, I can't afford it. Like they say, Rory, I would love to hire someone to help clean my house, do my landscaping, edit my videos, write my copy, do my website, et cetera, et cetera. And they say, well, the problem is I can't afford it. And so I want to reintroduce or remind you, or if you've never read my book, that second book, I want to introduce to you the concept of MVOT, M-V-O-T. And MVOT stands for the money value of time. Now, the concept of the money value of time, first of all, should not be confused with the time value of money. The concept of the time value of money is about knowing what is $1 worth today out in the future based on some assumptions of compounding interest. And that's a powerful concept also, but not what I'm talking about here, right? That's the time value of money is basically knowing what an amount of money will be worth at some point in the future based on you know compounding interest. MVOT or money value of time is just a very, very, it's a much simpler calculation and it's a much simpler assumption <laughs> and, and a much simpler thing. It's a much simpler thing to explain, which is just that all of us have an hourly rate of pay. All of us do. Now you might not get paid hourly, right? You might be a salesperson on commission. You might be an owner who's on profits. You might be an investor who gets dividends. Like we get paid in different ways, but all of us can figure out what our hourly rate of pay is. If you just take the total amount of money you earned, right? Whatever you earned in income and you divide that by the total amount of hours that you've worked for a year, 
and to do it quickly, you know, rough math here is to use the number 2080 for the number of working hours in a year. So if you just approximately, you know, you take 2080, that's about what HR professionals use to estimate the number of working hours in a year. And if you take that amount and you divide that, take your total income and divide it by 2080, it'll give you your hourly rate of pay. And what you'll find is, let's just say, if somebody makes like $150,000 a year, okay? So if you made a $150,000 a year divided by 2080, then that means you make $72 an hour. Let's say if you make $75,000 a year and you divide that by 2080, that means you make $36 an hour, right? For the time that you're working. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. Here's the thing as people always say, I can't afford it. I can't afford to hire somebody else. But the key insight is to realize you already are affording it. You already are affording it. You are paying somebody to do that work. You're either paying someone else at their rate of pay or you are paying yourself at yours. Because if you are using an hour of your time to complete any task, I don't care what the task is, if you are completing a task, then the opportunity cost of your time is equivalent to whatever your MVOD is. Is to say, instead of mowing the yard for an hour, if I took that hour and I used that hour and reinvested it into work and to income generating things, on average, that's the hourly rate of pay I make. So the way to think about it is to realize, you know, if you make $75,000 a year, every hour that you're doing something, you're paying $36 an hour to do that task. It's like a, it's like a, a price of admission. You're saying, oh, I'm going to pay $36. You know, I'm hiring myself to do this. Whereas if I could hire somebody for less than that rate of pay to do that task for me, then I could reallocate that time and I could reinvest that time into things that generate income or generate more money at that rate of pay, my MVOT, or higher. And what you find is that if you do that over the course of time, then your MVOT gets higher and higher and higher because you spend more and more of your time, you spend a higher percentage of your time focused on higher income earning activities. And you spend a lower and lower percentage of your time on non-income producing activities, but that work still needs to be done it just doesn't need to be done by you. And you're able to afford it by reallocating your time into higher profit activities. That is the concept of MBOT. That is in the delegate chapter, along with another powerful rule called the 30X rule in my second book, Procrastinate on Purpose, Five Permissions to Multiply Your Time. But I bring it up here because this is the conversation that Annie was saying. Is She was saying, I always buy help before I can afford help. And that is how it has been with me too. I've never felt like I have extra money around to hire the next person. 
We don't, but we know we need the help in order to grow. And so what happens is I'm always trying to minimize my lifestyle expenses, right? In order to create more that I can reinvest into hiring people to help us get things done. When you do that over and over and over again, at some point it catches up and now you have people who are getting things done and making things happen. And now you start to make more money and you're making money off of the system that you've built, right? Off of the network or the infrastructure or the organization or the company, because you've got a group of people who are all doing things and you're paying them. That's what it means to be an entrepreneur. You're giving life to jobs around you. You're a job creator. And Annie's story was that. She talked about how she couldn't even afford to pay her assistant. She could barely afford to pay her assistant. When she first was getting speaking gigs, most of the money was going to the person who was booking the gigs for her. And I'm not saying that I like it. I'm not saying that's how it should be. I'm just saying that's how it is. And if you're serious about changing the world, if you're serious about being a mission-driven messenger, if you're serious about like, wanting to do good work in the world, you're going to have to make sacrifices and you're going to have to make short-term sacrifices in exchange for the long-term payoffs that come, which is money, it's influence, it's impact, it's income, it's purpose, it's peace. It's all the things that are these beautiful rewards that show up from doing it, but there's a price that you have to pay, right? There is sacrifices required. This comes from My first book, Take the Stairs, The Pain Paradox. The Pain Paradox says that one of the key mindsets of ultra performers, one of the key distinctions that ultra performers have made is they realize that the short-term easy leads to the long-term difficult. Meanwhile, difficult short-term choices lead to easy long-term consequences. And so you got to make that choice. And that pulls me right into, you know, the third thing I wanted to share with you about what it takes to make it on this journey as a mission-driven messenger. And at the very end of the interview with Annie, I said, hey, if there was somebody out there right now who's in, you know, struggling in that moment, what would you tell them? And effectively what she shared is you have to make a decision that you're not going to quit. At some point in your career, at some point in your life, you have to resolve, you have to conclude, you have to come to a summary analysis that says, I will not be stopped. I will not quit. I will not give up. I will not abandon. I will stay. I will fortify. I will edify. I will solidify this commitment. I'm not going anywhere. You can't get rid of me, right? There's no one in this world who can stop you except you. You're the one ultimately who gives up. You're the one who ultimately fires yourself. You're the one who ultimately calls it quits. No one else can do that for you. They can bounce you around from different opportunities and close certain doors. But at the end of the day, you're the one that decides if you're going to be successful or not. And you decide and you resolve that you're going to keep going even when it's hard. You have to reach this point in your life. You have to reach this time where you say, I don't care if it's difficult. I'm going to succeed even if it's difficult. I don't care if it's inconvenient. I'm going to succeed even if it's inconvenient. I don't care if I'm having a hard time affording it. I don't care if there's rejection. I don't care if there's fear. I don't care if I am tired, if I'm exhausted. I don't care. I am going to rise above that. I am going to succeed in spite of that. I am going to do it 
anyway. And that is what it takes. That is what it takes to be successful in this industry or any industry. It is that personal resolve, that discipline, that commitment, that vision, and that persistence to just say, I am going to rise above all that. If the world throws this and that and whatever at me, it doesn't matter. I will not be stopped. You can't stop me. I'm going to do everything in my power and I'm going to find a way or I'm going to die trying. Nobody is going to wave their wand over you and say, you deserve to be a messenger. You deserve to be an author. You deserve to be a speaker, right? If you're waiting for that, you're going to wait your whole life. Stop waiting for that and go get it and decide the only person who waves that wand is you. And you wake up and you say, this is what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to inspire people. I'm going to help people. I'm going to make a difference and I will not be stopped. I might get rerouted. I might get tired. I might have setbacks. It might be hard. It might be difficult, inconvenient, uncomfortable, challenging, and it might be scary, but it doesn't matter. This is the life that I choose for myself. I am in charge and I have a future that I'm pursuing and I am writing my story and I am the author and I decide that this is how it's going to be. I'm going to make it even if it's hard. Nobody else can do that for you except you. And that is the power that you do have that power. And listening to Annie's story was just such a great, fresh reminder of that to me right? She was a four-time author, right? She had an agent and four book deals and she was barely making it. And now, you know, you see her, she's on stage in front of thousands of people and she's got this huge podcast and this amazing network, all these great opportunities. She's inspiring people. She's changing lives. Like she's doing all these wonderful things and people see and they go, well, I could do that. I could do that, right? They look at her on stage and like, that looks like so much fun. I could do that. Why? How come I can't do that? Because that's not the job. The job is overcoming the fear. The job is overcoming the inconvenience. The hard part is all the parts you don't see. It's not giving up when most people will, right? It's not accepting someone else's rejection as permanent. It's realizing it's just temporary. It's just a redirection. And you can make that decision right now. And if that's you and you're ready to make that decision, I would say the first thing you should do is you should come and join us because we are among the very best in the world, if not the best in the world, at helping mission-driven messengers to reach more people and to make this dream come true. We know a lot about it. We've done it. We're doing it. We have several people doing it. We can help, but you got to make that decision that you're not going to be stopped. So I hope you do that. If you're ready to make that decision, go to freebrandcall.com slash podcast, request a call with our team. If not, if you're not quite at that point, just keep tuning in and keep hanging out and keep learning and keep checking in on these amazing guests and these inspiring stories. We're so grateful that you're here. Share this episode with somebody who needs it. If you would go find Annie on social media and send her some love. Let her know that you heard her on the Influential Personal Brand Podcast and just give her a thanks for showing up and being a part of this amazing community. So, you know, these folks do it for free. They come on here because we're friends and because they want to help other people just like you. We'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand Podcast.
That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 